a lot of times in our lives when things feel dark and heavy and when crap just keeps hitting the fan, we focus so much on what we can't control and we fixate on it that we stop showing up as a person worthy of what it is that we're desiring. We stop showing up being ready for the battle because we don't think we're the type of warrior that deserves to win. Born in 92 on the block with the sharks Come from a different cloth, y'all would get ripped apart You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to Rucker Park Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring Matt everyone, welcome to the show. Matt Labrie here, your host of the top 1% globally ranked podcast, Decoding Success. And on today's episode, we are going to help you wake up to life. I'll say that again. We are going to help you wake up to life, but the key is you have to be willing to wake up to life. Luckily, we are joined by an incredible individual, an incredible soul that is going to help us do this through her wisdom, her experiences, her knowledge, all of that good stuff. Our friend Jenna Kutcher is joining the show today, a born and raised Minnesota wife, mother, and entrepreneur who aims for two things daily helping others wake up to life, and staying in comfy pants. Now, Jenna is the creator and the host of the top-rated Gold Digger podcast. She's helped thousands redefine success and chase bold dreams through her decade-long work as a leading online personality and educator. Now, here's the thing. To wake up to life through this very deep conversation, you have to be willing. If you're not willing, I'm going to suggest that you might not want to listen to this episode because things are going to get deep. It's action-packed and there's a lot of information in this episode, but I need to know you're willing. I need to know that you're willing to do this for yourself, not for me, not for Jenna, not for anyone else, but yourself. We are going to help you wake up to life. We're going to help you understand who you really are, who you are really, creating your own identity, right? If you're willing, I'm going to throw that out there, who you have and who has you, understanding that it might be something you don't like to hear if you're willing. And thirdly, what you're going to do about everything you learn in this episode if you're willing. This episode gets really deep. Now, I want to point something out. You're listening to this episode for a reason. Either you need to hear something that's in this episode and it's going to strike a chord with you and life is going to feel magical in that moment. Or you know that there is someone in your life that needs to hear something in this episode. So number one, I'm going to urge you to share this episode. The best part about this, I haven't even told you the best part yet. The best part about this is if you screenshot this episode, throw it up on your Instagram story, your Instagram feed, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, however you share this episode, you have to make sure you tag us. I am going to send you a brand new book from Jenna, her new book, How Are You Really?, which is a very, very deep project. You will get a brand new book simply from sharing it, but you have to make sure you tag us so that I'm able to see it. I will see it if you tag us in that post, especially if it's on Instagram story, wherever it may be, but I wanna urge you to share this either directly with the people in your life or if you want a new book, make sure that you're sharing it on some sort of social feed. Make sure you tag Jenna as well. You'll see all of our social handles and where you can find us on social in the show notes. But without further ado, we're bringing to you our friend, Jenna Kutcher. Jenna, welcome to Decoding Success. We are finally making this happen. I am super excited to have you. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you today. Cool. Now, I was kind of debating on which way to kick this off, but I I decided I'm going to go with this one way and you're actually going to dictate it. I'm curious to learn, knowing that you are opening your book to do interviews and stuff. I'm just curious, what's a question you wish more people would ask you and how would you answer it? Oh, I love that. So I wish more people would ask me not what success looks like, but what does success feel like? 
And I think it's a question that a lot of entrepreneurs don't ask and also don't know how to answer because Mm. we, you know, I run a podcast as well, the Gold Digger podcast. And a lot of times we lead with all the titles and accolades, but when you hear the stories behind those things, sometimes people feel empty or unfulfilled or stressed or exhausted. And so I wish more people would ask, what does success feel like? Well, what does it feel like for you? For me, success feels peaceful and ease in the pursuit of the bigger goals. So when I wake up feeling excited about what I'm about to do for the day, and when I don't feel a sense of urgency or franticness in the tasks on my calendar, then I know that I am aligned with what my definition of success is. What about you? What does success feel like for you? I'm turning the mic. You are turning the mic. You're putting me on the spot. (laughs) I would have to, I I very much so align with what you're saying. And I think it's something that I'm still trying to figure out, right? I mean, I personally have gone through this year alone has been like wave after wave, you know, just surfing the waves, the big ones and the small ones. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of figuring out and entering 30 being that I'm 29. Like, I just feel like this was like a tidal wave of a year in a sense. So I do really appreciate the moments of experiencing ease, experiencing flow, experiencing peace. Right. And I realized as I'm making transitions professionally, personally, and in all other areas of life that the more and more I feel that the more and more happy I feel too. Mm, I love that. Yeah. 30s are good. Let me just tell you, the 30s are good. So you're moving into a great decade. I didn't think the 20s were a bad place. No. I'll say this, my early 20s. So I mean, listen, I'm a guy that's born and raised in New York, right? So like I was numb as fuck to everything. You know, my emotions, I would smoke weed, I would party, I would sabotage. Like it was a mess. Like it it was a mess, but it was a fun mess. But (laughs) I I do look for, how were your 20s? I'm curious. Like, how do you view them? I worked really, really hard and I look back at my twenties and it was just this timing of hustle. And I think, you know, a lot of times that is a requirement to get something Mm. off the ground, but I never had an enough point. I never drew a line in the sand of where does it stop until I had to. So when I look back at my twenties, you know, I grew up in a family where like we had our first job when we were 14 and we worked multiple jobs to pay our way through college. And so I kind of look back at my twenties as like the work year which unlocked a lot for my 30s. Absolutely. I'm curious to learn, you know, being that success feels like peace and ease for you now. And then you just mentioned hustle, like getting them to work together would be mindfully hustling. So what does that look like for you? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, Matt, because right now with my book coming out into the world, I've never worked harder, especially I've never worked harder to sell a $28 product. And it's really fascinating because I am a mom of two little ones. I have a seven month old and a three and a half year old. We all live and work under one roof. And so it's really fascinating to switch roles and different identities. And, you know, my demands on my time are like greater than they've been ever as a mom. And yet, at the same point too, I have such huge boundaries. There's this line in my book that says boundaries don't keep things and people and opportunities out of our lives. They keep us in our life. And I think that's a massive difference. So while 
I am hustling. I'm hustling from the hours of 8.30 to 12.30. And then I go home and have lunch with my family. And, you know, it just looks different because of things like boundaries. I'm curious to learn how you develop the mindset to identify challenges as lessons, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, the way you just elaborated on that, it's a really beautiful thing. And the fact yeah. that you're able to identify the lesson while potentially still in the challenging time to an extent, yeah. how do you develop that? All right, guys, let me hop in here real quick. As you know, life can get complicated, so I genuinely appreciate brands, products, technology, whatever it may be, that uncomplicates my life, which is exactly why I want to put you on to Tiege Hanley, a men's skincare company that helps guys just like you and me, your husband, your father, your brother, your fiance, whomever, start and maintain a healthy skincare routine by simply uncomplicating the process. The complication is exactly why we stay away from skincare in the first place, but Tiege is different. They keep it simple. So simple that every box comes with an instruction card. That instruction card is going to tell you when to use each product, how much of that product you should be using with exact size reference, and in what order the product should be used. Now, I kick things off with their level one system. I think it's the simplest way to get started in skincare. It comes with all of the basic needs from a daily face wash, allowing you to throw out that soapy bar that has hair on it and it's going all over your face. The exfoliating scrub that could be used two times per week, morning moisturizer with protective SPF and a nighttime moisturizer. And I have to say the results are awesome. Ever since I started using Tiege, I have to say that I've no longer had dark circles under my eyes. My skin feels richer and less rugged. I have less flaky skin. And like I said, that soapy bar is no longer in the picture. And because Tiege Hanley is sponsoring today's episode, they're offering you a great deal. All you have to do is go to Tiege.com forward slash decoding success and you'll get 30% off your first box plus a free gift. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com forward slash decoding success to take them up on this amazing deal. Now back to the episode. Well, you know, it's really funny because... Tony Robbins always says like life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And sometimes that's a really there. Look at that. You have, <laughs> you have the card with that right on it. Oh my Lord. And that's a hard, a bitter pill to swallow when you're going through the muck, right? Mm. Like that, that is something like when you talk about waves, I often think of like grief as like waves where it's like, there are certain days when you're grieving where you can like stand on the shore and just notice the power of the waves. And then there are days where you get sucked in and you're drowning. Right. And you don't know what's going to trigger that or how you're going to get swept away or what that's going to look like. But like, that's how life is. And, and what's so interesting is I, I, I'm a proud student of life school. Mm. I consider myself just someone who is always learning. Even in writing my book, I had to recognize that like putting these words onto pages is basically me saying, here's what I know so far. And I hope that this isn't the end of my learning. This is what I've learned so far through experiences, through trauma, through trials, through experiments. This is what I've learned so far. And I can't wait to see who I become. I can't wait to see what I learn. And I talk in the book a lot about change because I think we're so resistant to change. We hold on to identities for too long. We're resistant to show up as a different version of ourselves or to pursue our curiosities or things like that. And we're missing this invitation to become. I always tell my three and a half year old daughter every night when she goes to bed, I say, I love who you are, but I also love who you're becoming, which is just this invitation of like, you're not stuck. You can change. You can be different. And I think we as adults need that reminder too. What's your advice for the people listening to this? And when I say people, I'm included in this, yeah. <laughs> that feel like they might need a break from all of the learning life is throwing at them. Yeah. Right. It's and it's lot. not to say, yeah, it's not to say like, 
their victim to it. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I mean, I've definitely been in that position before, but it's like, Hey, like life can I get a freaking a break? break here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So here's what I've learned. There are certain things in your life that you can control. And there's a lot of things in your life that you can't control. And when we feel the chaos of it, it's that we're fixating on the things we cannot control. And for me, there has been, there's one year, every year I choose like a word of the year. And one of the years was this word surrender Mm. because man, I felt like I was white knuckling my way through life, right? It's like you are holding on to any bit of control you can have because on the other side of losing control is uncertainty. But I want to remind everyone that's listening right now that feels like your feet are in the muck and you can't move is look at what we as a world have experienced over the last two years. We have literally faced uncertainty day after day after day. It is what we are so afraid about when we think about change. We hate change because we hate uncertainty. We as a human race just survived uncertainty for years on end. If you're feeling burnt out, it's no wonder you're burnt out. You just faced things on top of things on top of things. And here you are resilient and adaptable and capable. And so I tell this story in my book and I'll give you the very short version because I think it might help you, Matt, and maybe your listeners is I did this visualization exercise. We had just experienced two pregnancy losses in two years, and I was just in a really dark place. And I did this visualization exercise and this woman was guiding me through it. And she asked me, you know, visualize the most vibrant, excited, alive, healthy version of you. You feel good. There's a smile on your lips. Your fingers like step into that person, like literally become that person in this moment. What do you see? What do you hear? All of these things. And I did this exercise and in the exercise, and this sounds so silly, but I want for you to apply it. However, it's going to apply to your life. In this exercise, I was wearing blue jeans and a white shirt. And if people could see me today, I have on blue jeans and a white shirt. And I remember opening my eyes after that exercise and looking down and I was in like ratty old sweatpants and a t-shirt. Now, In my exercise, I had envisioned this little girl and pancakes and this giggling and all of these things. Now, I couldn't control if my body could hold on to a pregnancy, but I could control how I was showing up today as a more vibrant version of myself. I could put on the damn jeans and the white shirt and start to embody who I believed I was at the most vibrant part of my life. And so it's funny because a lot of times in our lives, when things feel dark and heavy and when crap just keeps hitting the fan, we focus so much on what we can't control and we fixate on it that we stop showing up as a person worthy of what it is that we're desiring. We stop showing up being ready for the battle because we don't think we're the type of warrior that deserves to win. Mm. And so I just want to encourage you. I remember after that exercise, I went online and I ordered the damn jeans. I said, I can't control this baby and this dream and this vision, but I can start showing up as the person that I saw. And I just want your audience and you to think about that. Who is the most vibrant, alive version of Matt? And how do you clothe yourself with that identity today, even in the midst of the muck? That's a beautiful, I'm literally about to throw on a suit or something, but uh... (laughs) (laughs) it's true though. You show up differently. You embody a different spirit in that way. And a lot of us just avoid that. I agree. I love that. I know I only have you for a few more minutes, so I want to make sure that we're getting to the book. How are you really? And I'm going to ask you that question. How are you really? 
Yeah. You know, it's wild because I've been where you are on the cusp of a new decade and, you know, just you have so many big things happening and opportunities and you're kind of wondering where do we go from here? But in this season of my life, I've never been more alive. And my word for Mm. this year was vibrant. And I feel like I embody that word from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. I, there's something so beautiful when somebody is aligned with the work that they're doing and with the mission and the message. And, you know, Matt, it's pretty wild because in the last four years up until this point, I did a total of four interviews total in four years. And now I show up and a quiet day is for interviews because I'm so excited about what I'm doing and the work I'm doing and the book and the message and the pages and everything. And so alignment is a beautiful thing. And when people are in it, you can feel it. They just show up differently and they inspire differently. And so that's how I'm doing. I feel full and stretched thin in many aspects of my life, but it's only because I love all of the things that I'm doing. So you actually look very vibrant and I'm not saying that for brownie yeah. points. Like no, you, you, do, you I, have I a glow it. right now. You yeah. have a glow like you. I don't yeah. know if it's the skincare routine or <laughs> what it is, but you have a glow. It's different. And, you know, it's really wild because I feel it like I feel like a different person. And it's it's also interesting, too, because I've, I'm someone who has struggled with like self-care and all of those catchy things. And I've recognized that in this season, my why is so deep that I want to be energized to do this meaningful work, but also be an exceptional mom and a great partner. And so my why is that I have to have energy to do all of these things. And in order to have energy, I have to take care of myself. And so it's what all those smart people tell us, Matt. It's like, you have to take care of yourself first, but sometimes, man, it takes life knocking you down to recognize that. Absolutely. Now I know one part of the book is also, and maybe this is a a really big part of the book, who you are really. Yeah. Right. That is obviously a process. And as I alluded to in the beginning of this episode, I mean, I didn't really start to know who I am until 27, you know, and I'm 29 now. So, I mean, just really two years of living who I am, I guess. What did that process look like for you? Yeah. Here's what I want to tell you. You're going to keep meeting the next version of yourself every day Mm. if you're willing. And I think that's really cool. I think that's an invitation that a lot of us ignore is stepping into who we are each day. For me, it's really interesting because I've always been a confident person. Like I, I just have this belief. I don't know if it was my parents telling me I could do anything and take over the world or if it was this inner belief or a belief from God or whatever it is. But I've always just had this belief that like, if I want to do something, I will go after it and, and I will do it. And for me, I think a lot of times I've had to honor that like I am both and I am multi-passionate. I am not just one person known for one thing. I want to do a lot of things. And in a world that wants to put us into boxes, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just want to break free from this and just like be this imperfect, curious, creative human being. And I feel like every single day, it's like I wake up and I'm like, all right, this is the only version of me that's showing up today. Like, who is she? And like, what does she want to do? But I also feel like as human beings, it's like we've forgotten how to get quiet with ourselves to even meet ourselves. And so 
the first section of the book is who are you really? And I think that a lot of us, it's like, we don't even know what we're passionate about anymore. Like if you think of like passion, like a flame, most of us feel like ashes. And Mm -hmm. so when we hear these well-intentioned messages of like, go out and pursue your passions, you're like, I don't even know what I'm passionate about. Like, I don't remember the last time I felt passion. And so if you are in that camp, I just want to encourage you one thing that's been really helpful for me and getting to know myself and, and meeting myself is sometimes when I don't know what to do. I have to look at what I know I don't want to do, what I no longer want. For me, leaving the corporate world was really this story of not, I want to be an entrepreneur, but more a story of, I want to get out of this ladder climb that doesn't serve me. And so, so much of my career hasn't necessarily been following my passions, but really moving away from the things that aren't meant for me or aren't made for me or don't serve me. And so that sometimes feels like meeting myself where it's like, I'm paying attention to like, oh, this sounds exciting or like, oh, I do not want to do that. Or like, this person is great. Or like, oh, I get weird energy. And like really just paying attention to those things. And I think a lot of us numb those out or ignore them. Why do we ignore them, right? Because you use the word, you have to be willing to meet yourself, right? But why do we ignore it? Because I think that in a culture that we are go-getters, gold diggers, perhaps, is that we know that if we're honest with ourselves, that we're not happy, that we're going to have to do something about it. The moment that we admit something is the moment that now we have a requirement, like a soul requirement to like step up to the plate and change it. And we are so obsessed with output and worth and all of these things that the minute that we say, you know, I should be happy, but I'm not, we turn it on its head and say, well, surely I must just need to do more. Maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I just need to keep going. Maybe I need to grind harder or hustle harder or push more instead of asking, is that the right thing for me? Like Matt, have you ever set like really big goal and you've achieved it and you're there and you're like, this doesn't feel how I thought it would. Absolutely. Doesn't it suck? It does. It does. It's a letdown, isn't it? And there's a line in the book that says like, maybe someone else's map doesn't work for you because it didn't come from you. Like maybe those directions mm. that you're following aren't actually guiding you on the path because one, you weren't honest about your starting point, but two, they weren't made for you. And so I really think we have to be willing to say, if I'm not happy, it's not my fault. I'm not broken, but I've got to do something to change it. I've got to make a change. I've got to be a part of the action plan. Mm, that is a beautiful thing. I'm just curious to learn when someone picks up this book, if they could only take away one thing from it, what would you want yeah. that one thing to be? Yeah. The subtitle of the book is living your truth one answer at a time. And mm. I wrote it in this way. I really thought about like my daughters, like someday in their twenties, like maybe they're facing that next decade, like you are Matt. And I pictured them grabbing that book, not to learn about mom or to be more like mom, but to come home to themselves, to have that invitation to live out their truth. If it looks different than mine, if it is different than mine, I hope so. But I think we have so many incredible gurus and coaches and leaders out there that are teaching other people their truth in hopes of guiding them forward. But I think we all just need an invitation to live out our own unique truth. And so my goal for people is that it becomes a part of your life where you pause long enough to check in. And you make it a practice, a daily practice, an hourly practice where you take a deep breath, like your Apple watch tells you to do. And you check in and say, how does life feel? Am I enjoying this? Am I happy? Do I feel fulfilled? Does this feel right? Because I think we would become a lot more passionate, a lot more inspired if we were able to answer that question honestly every day. 
A hundred percent. I love that. I just want to let everyone know that's listening to this or watching this, that I'm actually going to do a giveaway for this book. So anyone that screenshots this episode and throws it on like their Instagram story or Twitter or wherever and tags us, I will send a book to that person. So all you have to do is do that to get a book. And if you choose not to do that and you still want to get a book, it'll be in the show notes. But I have one last question for you. Before I get into that, where are you hanging out the most on social? Is it Instagram? Um, Instagram. That's where you can find me. Okay, cool. I'm going to make sure websites, where people can get the books, socials, all of that good stuff is in the show notes. But if Jenna writes as many books as she wants, puts out as many podcasts, does anything and everything that you want to accomplish in each season of your life, but at the end of the day, you could only be remembered for one piece of advice, what would that be? The one piece of advice that I'd want to be remembered by is that like you're living your legacy today. I think a lot of times we paint legacy as this like finish line at the end of our lives, but we don't recognize that how you spend your days is how you spend your life. The things that you are doing in this moment, the things that you do after you listen to this show, this is a part of your legacy. It's being lived. And so I want for you to wake up to that because we all have this deep desire to make an impact, but we think the impact will come later. The impact can happen now through showing up. And so I just want everyone to know and honor their legacy and the fact that they're living it right now. I love that. Jenna, thank you so much for this. Do you have anything else that we should throw out there in the remaining minutes of this episode just for everyone to to know any other projects or anything? You can find me at Gold Digger Podcast, which is a great and strategy-based show. So a little bit different side of me, but I also think that I want to throw out Matt. I cannot wait to see who you become. And I want to tell you that the same thing that I tell to my daughter and myself is I think it's a really cool thing to be on the cusp of change and excitement. And so I hope that your audience basks in the fact that you are inviting them into your journey through the way that you show up. And I hope that they celebrate whoever it is that you become. Well, thank you so much for those kind words, Jenna. I am very grateful to be able to amplify this. So thank you so Mm -hmm. much again for joining us. Thank you. And I cannot wait for you all to get your hands on your copy. Thanks for doing that, Matt. Awesome. All right, everyone, you just tuned into the Decoding Success podcast featuring our friend Jenna Kutcher. I want to give a huge shout out to Jenna for her very personable approach, her openness, her vulnerability, her ability to share all of her wisdom, her experiences, the goods, the bads, the highs, the lows, everything in between. Such an incredible soul. Really, really grateful to be able to amplify her message to each and every one of you. So to that point, I want to make sure that you are connecting with her in the show notes. You'll see her name and all of her good links where you can get the socials, the websites, even where you can get her book. That is if you choose not to take us up on the offer to get a free copy of How Are You Really, which was just released this summer, a brand new book about exactly what we talked about here today. How are you really? Who you are really, who you have and who has you and what you're going to do about it if you are willing to do the work. Now, all you have to do is screenshot this episode literally right now. Just hit that little screenshot button. Boop, boop. Hit the button. Put it up on your Instagram story, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you choose to do so. Make sure that you are tagging us so that we can see it. And I will personally send you a brand new copy of How Are You Really? If not, you want to buy the book, you could support her by going to the show notes of this episode, clicking the link, and you can get it there as well. But until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.